Welcome to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. Over the next hour, Serene, together with her guests, will inspire you to expand your mind, body, and spirit, and transform yourself. Now, here is your host, Serene Grace. Blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Today, I have a wonderful guest who is a very good friend of mine named Steve Fularte, a.k.a. Captain Steve. And he is here to delight us with today's topic called Reinventing Your Life, Taking a Leap of Faith. For over a decade, Steve Fularte has evolved with extensive experience in video production involving live sporting events, competitive dance and cheer, seminars, business and commercial spots, and small documentary style forms. Before he got into video production, he took a leap of faith to change his career path into something that resonated with his soul. Within this episode, we'll be discussing the different elements of how a person can transition a career path into a higher purpose. Now, I'd like to welcome my guest, Steve Boulartay. Good afternoon, Serene. It's good to be here. Oh, it's good to have you here, too. How are you doing? It's a little rainy today, but this is comforting to have a chat with you. Well, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here. Me too. Long time no see. Yeah, you've uh, we're a little further apart than we used to be, uh, different parts of the country. But yes, uh, so folks, uh, Steve lives in Maryland, and I live in Georgia. And uh, once upon a time, I lived in Maryland, and that's how I met uh, Steve, aka Captain Steve. Uh, and we have been very close personal friends and also done some professional work in uh, video production. And Steve is here to tell a little bit about himself. So Steve, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background in education and video production. Well, I think the education aspect of it uh, really is what prompted it. Photography and video was sort of a hobby for a long time. And I can go back to when I was a kid, I got my first couple of cameras. But in middle school, the thing that really sticks with me is that we had a uh, news broadcast and a closed circuit system. So they needed some of us to, you know, participate. And this was a long time ago. So the, uh, the cameras and the video equipment were nothing like they are today. Uh, black and white, as a matter of fact. But we used to produce our own... Um, you know, programming in the in the middle school, and this this was uh, in the eighties. So they had us uh, take on different roles. I did. I was you know, write write scripts for the news, things like that, but also operate the equipment sometimes. And I think that's where I got the bug, mainly. But for a long time, I was in sales work, and it it, it just stayed on the back burner. And it was like some it was like a hobby that paid occasionally, if you want to call it that. And then. Because of a number of life changes, I, I, I can't say I was forced, but I, I think that was sort of is what nudged me in the direction of turning into, into a full-time career rather than being occasional. So with video production, did you have anyone influence you, help you along, mentor you? I think, well, during the, during the school years, and I also volunteered at a local cable station. So that, that's, that's another thing that happened when I was still in my late teens and early 20s. And I think that sort of, you know, that carried on from what, what, what we had done in school. But I learned a lot of skills from that, that cable channel because they, their equipment was 
more advanced for the time um, than, than anything we had in, in middle or high school. But I think some of the people there were very instrumental. You know, I, I learned how to operate the cameras that they had. Uh, I was running playback of the programming, the, the daily and evening programming. And uh, it, it, it turned into a part-time job for a little while. But, yeah, I, I got to do interesting things. I, I mean, you could take, like, a lot of cable access channels even today. You can provide programming to them based on anything. So, where, you know, sometimes we'd be standing there recording a, you know, something mundane like a council meeting for two hours and trying to stay awake. But other times you could do your own projects. And through that, I got to film... Um, John F. Kennedy Jr. did a commencement speech only a few months before he passed away. Oh, now, wow. That had to be very inspiring. Yeah. It was in the Chestertown of uh, Washington College, I'm sure you know. And we filmed that. And then about a year, two years later, um, Walter Cronkite was in a local town, St. Michael's, which I, you also know. Ah, uh, yes. And I got to meet uh, him. Ah, uh, Yes. So St. Michael's, St. Michael's is a beautiful island that is in Eastern Shore, Maryland. And a lot of people from all over the world go there. And you're not too far from it either. Not at all. Right on the bay. This is the Chesapeake Bay country. There you go. Blue crabs. Oh, yeah. You have to, you have, to have that. If you don't like seafood uh, living around here, then, then you're, you're in another universe. <laughs> you have to like some kind of seafood, crabs especially. Especially when you live in Maryland or you're from Maryland, you eat crabs a certain way. There's a certain way we eat crabs and it's very unique versus other parts of uh, our country. So, Yeah, well, there's a whole thing. I mean, anybody that hasn't done it, uh, yeah, there's a whole technique, you know, that, you know, the mallet, which some people would say like a, like a wooden mallet, little hammer, you know, and, and then you've got, you know, maybe a, a nutcracker or something to break them open. It's, it's, you can lose yourself in that. I just, I just did yeah, every summer at least once. I, I sit and do a, do a crab feast, and you can forget. You can like two hours can go by, and it feels like ten minutes. <laughs> but it's fun and it's tasty. It is, and what people don't understand, there's this unique way of eating crabs from up north, um, especially having the old bay and also dipping it in melted butter. Oh, so, I know, I know. Well, that's that's one of my yeah. favorite. One of my favorite. Yes. Anyway, so. Before you transitioned into your video production career, what was your plan of action to help you in the process? I don't know that I had a plan. I think it was like one thing sort of cascaded into the other. Um, as an only child, I was you know instrumental in helping my mom out and her dad, my grandfather, and I you know I didn't do what some of my friends did. You know, I didn't wander off to other states after uh, getting out of school and, you know, one, you know, halfway across the country moving, you know, far, far away. That would have been a problem. Uh, that would have caused a lot of more problems than it was worth. So and I didn't do that. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of kept roots here in, in, in Maryland. And so it was sort of, it was a necessity for me to do that. I think, you know, as a responsibility, I had to be that for them. And as he got older, he, you know, he's doing pretty well, but I, you know, I helped her through that and, and then I think it, it, it prompted me to start exploring other things. It, 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 all ca- it all corresponded with the economy crashing and starting a new business. 
But that said, you being the only child, you were very close with your mother. And your mother met a few people when she used to be a model back in the day. She was a beautiful woman. Thank you. You remember that. You've seen some of that. Yeah. I, I, I have a binder didn't she, portfolio. Didn't she meet JFK? Yeah, ironically, yeah. Speaking of JFK Jr., okay, his father, when he was running for president. Yeah, she, uh, in the Baltimore area where she was born and raised, when she was like 20, I guess she would have been at 23, 24 at the time, she had joined a modeling agency. She did some TV commercials up there uh, on the Baltimore TV channels. And the agency had her, hired her and, and a number of the other models to join a caravan of buses for his campaign, for JFK's campaign. So this would have been 1960, I think. And they're roaming through, you know, different parts of Baltimore and, and stopping at shopping malls and things and shaking hands, the usual thing that campaigns do. And they didn't know until the last minute that he was in Maryland. He stopped, got on the bus with other people, the governor at the time of Maryland and all these other officials. And they rode around for about two hours. And <laughs> she did, she got to meet him in, in sort of a very indirect way. Um, he noticed that she had a run in her stocking. <laughs> and I thought that that's, that's ironic and in all kinds of ways, we won't go there, but, but he pointed that out and, and he was kind enough to um, get someone to hand her some pocket change. So she could pop in a store and, and get some new <laughs> stockings and, and be ready for the rest of the trip. So yeah, it was, it was momentary, but, um, and she always regretted never having a pen with her. Because I guess she doesn't think any of the women or other men there had had him sign anything. Did she get a picture with him? Nope. Nope. There's there's a couple of pictures of the campaign where you either see her and some of the people that that was working with her or him, but you never see all of them in the same shot because there were so many people on the buses. It was just like the the newspaper photographers got different shots and she doesn't appear in any of them with him. But it was the same day. Well, I think that was a wonderful story uh, to tell me when I first met you about, it was almost a decade now, but your mother was a wonderful influence, especially probably when you transitioned into your current career. I think so. I mean, she, she certainly encouraged it. I think the fact that she was sort of in media at one time probably helped and she was knowledgeable about you know television and, and films. I guess that was part of it. But I don't know. I, I, I might have still been, I, I might have still gone in that direction one way or the other. It was just, you know, op, optical equipment of all kinds. I, even when I had a, a telescope when I was a kid. I mean, just had, I had to tinker with stuff like that. So I'm, I think I was destined for it one way or the other. Was it an easy transition for you to go into video production? What advice would you give to someone who is changing careers into something they had a passion for? What would you tell someone? I would tell them at least to explore it. Um, obviously, there's no guarantees. And at the time when I when I went all in, uh, as I said, it was when the you know 2007 2008 when the economy was going through a lot of the same things it is today, and very turbulent. And a lot of people would say that's the worst time you could possibly try to strike out and start your own business. But I did, and it looked to me like if I'm going to do it ever, I probably should because I wasn't getting any younger even you now. At that point, so my mom had just passed away a couple years earlier, and and so the, so a lot of the responsibilities and and things that I took on were no longer there, and I was only had myself to think of. So I I, I could like basically take off in any direction I wanted without 
you know, being concerned about, you know, geographically where I had to live, although I stayed in Maryland. But, you know, there's, it just, I was it. And, and, and there was nobody else to, to think of except myself. And I could hear the voice in my head, whether it was my own or other <laughs> coming from her in some way. Yeah, just go on, try it, see what happens. And I answered a few ads, and I was very lucky. I got to start working almost right off the bat with um, a company that performed uh, cheerleading events or uh, film cheerleading events and, and sports events and, uh, and got to do editing, which I had never done before. Not, to, not digital editing, but a different kind of editing. I, I learned a lot of skills right there almost immediately. And then one thing led to another. And as I've said now today... You know, a decade later, I've got these five or six different clients, I guess you could say, I contract with, and they're my core, but I also do things outside of that. So it's a wide range. With that said, it sounds like everything that happened in your path was like one stepping stone that kind of led you to the next phase of your career and everything just kind of naturally fell in place and it was meant to be. And do you think faith? played a little bit in that? I believe in that, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, your natural talents are going to take you in a certain direction. I, I just feel that's the case for most people. And, and unfortunately, not everybody takes that leap, which is what we're talking about. Not everybody does that or, has, you know, or they don't feel the urgency. And I would say, yes, at least try. See, see where it goes. Talk about playing leapfrog, right? <laughs> oh yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> you take you take a hard, far enough leap, you might go too far, but you got to. Yeah, I mean, be careful. Um, keep a foot in the door if if you already have a career or a job. Keep your keep stable. Um, I had just purchased a home not too long before all this happened, so so it, so the, there was a two or three year period that was very turbulent for me, even without the economy being what it was. So. Um, so I had a lot on my plate, but it's panned out in, in the long run for the most part. Now, we are going to take a brief intermission. I'm Shining Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I shall return after a few commercial breaks. Ready to shift your outlook and find your shining purpose in life? Are you seeking to empower yourself and create a positive impact within today's world? Everyone has a sparkle within them that has a divine imprint to follow with free will and choices, along with divine guidance. These factors together will help you on the journey of life and lead to awakening the inner you that can shape your future in an empowering way. Join our host, Shining Bright, with Serene Grace, with each episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and start the journey today. You are listening to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope you're ready to transform yourself and awaken the inner you. Now, back to the show with Serene. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now let's return to my guest, Steve Pilarte. Hi, Steve. Hello. I'm back. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> you are here. Welcome back. A wonderful, smiling face. I love to see. 
You know, I'm really enjoying this conversation and you're really providing a lot of great insights. And it's interesting when you were talking about career transition, I remember when you met me, I was in the legal government career for 25 years and I used to work in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, for the federal government. And you and I used to hobnob in D.C. as friends uh, you know, during the decade we know each other. And before I moved to Georgia about four years ago, and then around that time, I took a leap of faith with a passion I have that I'm doing now as being the transformation to a life coach, doing life coaching in different areas, and also my holistic work. And folks, let me explain for myself, I had my passion in life coaching holistic services on the side. And I did that for over 20 years where, you know, I was kind of more under the radar while I worked in my legal government career. And it was something I never thought I would be able to bring it full time. And then when I moved to Georgia about four years ago, four four or five years ago, I ended up taking a leap of faith myself to kind of just, I ran into the right connections. And then somehow during the pandemic, uh, especially spring of 2020, it was like God was telling me, just take that leap of faith, throw in the towel at the old career and just go into the new career with, uh, into the unknown with faith and trust and just kind of just go with it. And somehow I just kind of fell in place naturally. And then here I am today doing a lot of wonderful activities and just building a business and see where it goes. And this podcast is another extension of my business to be creative and, uh, to learn and grow and see what happens to bring more sparkle in everyone's life. And you are, and you always do anyway, whether you're doing this or even, even before you started. it. Oh, thank you. You're my biggest fans. <laughs> Personal observation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So currently what kind of video production work do you do? What is your most favorite project and most challenging project? My favorite and most challenging are the same thing. Uh, and it actually was one of those things where I went off on my own tangent, like, you know, any photographer or person that does what I do in video, you know, like, what do they call that? A vanity project? I guess that's the right term. And just for yourself. So in 2017, you know, I took a couple days to go travel to Tennessee and uh, the solar eclipse took place. Um, and I think it was August, actually, a couple day, a couple weeks before Labor Day. So that was where the path of the eclipse was going to go through. I went down to Tennessee. It's a, a couple of small towns um, south of Knoxville, and right in line for it. And I did a short film about the eclipse, including like the small town I was in. It's a town of like ten thousand, but they had they swelled for a few days to like seventy five, eighty thousand extra people. And I met people from Spain and Germany and. You know, because there's people that travel the world to catch these. But that was that was my favorite because of the subject matter. But also the the challenge was that I had never filmed anything like that before. You know, and I had to learn in the weeks leading up to it. I had to learn. Okay, you have to have certain filters for your camera. You can't just point a camera at, at the the sun while it's out and not expect to fry everything in your camera. So so there's certain you know filters I had to get, and yeah, it was a technical challenge, but it turned out. So you would say that'd be one of your favorite projects. Do you have any challenging projects that were something of a learning curve? Oh, well, early on, yeah. I, as I remember, I said I, I, I did editing uh, 
right off the bat from one of the first places that hired me uh, to do video work. So the, the editing, I think that was, well, I guess as a technical challenge, that was learning new software, things that I had never touched before. Uh, because the editing that I'd done prior to that was all um, <laughs> ancient type of editing on, on a different type of video equipment entirely. You know, we're talking like 20 years ago or more. Um, the editing that I started doing 2008, 2009, that was, it was like a new world and, or, or learning a lot of new skills. So th that was probably the most challenging, I guess. Um, probably more than the, the Eclipse uh, video was. But in that case, um, valuable skills that I was able to learn, use later because I, you know, I've, I also film business ads and web ads for places like restaurants and, and, and legal firms, things like that. And those, that's, that's where you have to take maybe two hours of material or an hour of material and whittle it down to like five minutes, 10 minutes or less. And um, I can't say editing is my favorite thing. I like filming, shooting more than editing because you know, that's, that's the fun part. The editing is not my favorite part, but it is the most challenging because you have to take you have to whittle it down and get just the right things and scenes and, and, and wording into the final product. Now, I have to say, you have a fascinating life of traveling places in the United States, which is associated with your current career. Please tell me more about that. What is your favorite state that you worked out of in the past and now presently? Oh, uh, let's. I, I would have to guess just off the top of my head, I've probably been to maybe 15 to 20 different states over time. I've, I've got like 90,000 airline points just with one airline because of all those flights that I've been on. And, uh, and, and, and I've been lucky because those companies, you know, when they have something where they need you, they're, like for example, just yesterday I learned I have to be, uh, I'm going to something in Ohio because someone was not available for that, uh, for a baseball event. So I'm going to be uh, in a couple of weeks heading to Ohio for a couple of days. And that's a flight. And I, it's the first flight I've been on in almost two years since uh, COVID started. But um, my favorite place, I mean, I mean, I guess Florida for the, for the purpose of the weather and the scenery and you know, all the activity that you can do down there. I've, I've probably done a dozen different events down there at, at least over, over the years. But um, favorite location, and I was born in Florida too. So that's probably another thing. That's, that's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Floridian by nature, by nature as a native, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my favorite place. If I had to pick one water. So you have a lot of sunshine to, to spread around. I, I hope so. I didn't, I, I didn't always carry it with me sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I had a friend that, uh, stays in the Tampa area during winters. And when I go down there, it has happened two or three times going down there in January for an event, a couple weeks after new year. And it's warm, it's mild. And then suddenly it seems like every time I've arrived, she she says you've brought the cold weather with her because we had to walk out on the beach wearing jackets, and it's and it's just Tampa, you know, and it's like what what happened? <laughs> and I said I guess I, I guess I brought the cold weather with me. I don't know. Hey, you're like Jack Frost. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it, I carried it with me, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 a favorite place for a lot of reasons. Yeah, the the fact I was born there is part of it, but that's but a lot of other. Okay, so what other professional opportunities have been brought to you in your line of work? Anything else? Anything coming up for you that's going to be quite different uh, moving forward? I, I, I think um, one of the things, as I said, I'm looking forward to possibly doing, uh, we talked about this uh, before the show, getting into voiceover work. 
I, I've always had a curiosity about that. People have told me I probably should try it over the years, maybe get on the radio or something. And and I I, I, I only I, I I flirted with it. There's that word flirt. <laughs> I flirted with the idea a couple times. Uh, did some work for a radio station, but but no, nothing much of it was on the air that was behind the scenes. And I, I'd like to try that. It's still media. Uh, it's but it's something you know, kind of branches out into a different direction and. It sounds like it's, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's maybe it's something that might come naturally. I'd, I'd like to think it would. You are natural, Steve. You are natural. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look at it this way. You know, when you go through an evolution of your career path that you know is your higher calling, you're always going to go through these growing spurts to do different things, especially if it's part of your creative process, being fluent of who you are, your higher authentic self especially something you love to do. And I think the voiceover would be a good extension with your line of work. That would be very natural for you. And that's like, for me, with the show, it's an extension of reaching out people in a different outlet and a different way. It's, it's a wonderful learning curve. So, I, I think you're a good listener um, because the, and that's, that certainly has, has helped you make the transition because you're, you're, you're so easy to talk to. I mean, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. I might, I think I'm biased a little bit, but that's certainly is that can't be the only thing that that, that, that you've done in life like that. I'm sure other people told you that. And Captain Steve, you you're a good observer. You have made good observations. Of course. Yes. <laughs> it's obvious. Very obvious. So, would you say mentorship is important when it comes to career transitions? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think when you have process of transitioning from one career to another i think it's always good to have mentors around you and they can come from many different walks of life some people get a business coach to help them transition into maybe going from a nine-to-five job working for someone else and going in business for themselves what are your thoughts on that well yeah and i was just thinking about this uh, b- before we were talking about people that, that that helped you along and 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 who taught you certain things that first thing that i got formally hired for um, 2008, uh, 2007, whichever it was, that, around that time, that was a job where I had not done that kind of editing before, as I said. And this, this, this particular guy, you know, he'd been working in video for like 20 years or more by that point. So he had to completely trust. He took a leap of faith on me because he had to trust completely that I would catch on, basically, and, and be a quick enough learner. He knew that I was I could operate a camera. I, I mean, that was I was able to demonstrate that right away. But the editing part and everything else that involved, and and the traveling, because there was quite a bit of traveling um, th- those first couple years. You know, he he prepared me for it, and I would. He's definitely a mentor. He he definitely counts as a mentor because he had to he had to sort of blindly take somebody on that only had a certain amount of knowledge at that point. And and I think he maybe intuitively he figured out, yeah, I'm 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 good. I can take this guy on. Now, let me ask you this question is going with the mentorship. Who were your biggest mentors? Again, again, we talked about your mom, but was there anyone significant that really stood out to help you along with your transition that kind of gave you the mentoring and guidance? Oh, it has to be Jay, the guy I was just talking about, um, mm-hmm. the that particular company, because you know, we, I, I worked full-time with him uh, and his wife, they they both ran this company, and and then I, we, there was it was a small company. There's like four or five other people besides, and several of them were just part time. So, 
it was his attention and, and, and his faith in me that helped make that transition a lot easier. You know, somebody else could have just hired me and said, okay, I'm going to give you this, throw it at you and give you so, you know, a few pointers and that's it. He was, he, he became a friend, which maybe is not always a good idea, but in this case it was and, and, uh, and still is to this day. And I think when you make connections that help you along your career transition and they become your friends later on, they play such a huge role of knowing you more from the outside in because they're able to be more objective to see from the outside and help you evolve, guide you better. Yeah, I mean, they, they're basically, that's, that's like having a, a built-in uh, fan. Or, or supporter, you know what I mean? And with that said, having a support system is very important. And having people believe in you, it it just elevates your vibrations to believe in yourself more too. So we always need that extra support, encouragement. Right, and it makes looking, it, it going to work and and taking on new tasks. It makes it, it makes it worthwhile, and, and you look forward to it. Now, we're going to take a brief intermission. I'm Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I shall return after a few commercial breaks. Ready to shift your outlook and find your shining purpose in life? Are you seeking to empower yourself and create a positive impact within today's world? Everyone has a sparkle within them that has a divine imprint to follow with free will and choices, along with divine guidance. These factors together will help you on the journey of life and lead to awakening the inner you that can shape your future in an empowering way. Join our host, Shining Bright, with Serene Grace with each episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and start the journey today. You are listening to Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope you're ready to transform yourself and awaken the inner you. Now back to the show with Serene. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, let's return to my guest, Steve Hularte, a.k.a. Captain Steve. Hey, Captain Steve. Welcome back again. Hello, Serene. Welcome back. Yes. So let's see where we left off. Okay. Now here is a interesting question. How do you see your field expanding with new AI technology and video production? What are your thoughts on that? That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, it, it's a little complicated because it technology is helping because cameras are better than they used to be. I'm shooting things in 4K occasionally, not as not a lot, but starting to, where you know HD was always necessary for a long time. However, there's in a couple of instances with with a couple of clients, there's sports events that have required up till now in-person human camera people. And there's a few experimentations going on with automated cameras and things that can follow sports action without anybody touching it except maybe checking to see the batteries are charged. You know, So there's some of us that are concerned about that part. It, it's not that we're, we're not close to being obsolete for those kinds of things, but 
they're working on it, and it it'll get to that point eventually where where we'll you know it's not going to be the same anymore, unfortunately. And, and some companies are doing that, which is obviously there's a budget question involved for them. I understand that, but the quality is not there yet. So the good part is we, you know, we're 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 not dinosaurs just yet. But there's there's some of it that will it, it will overtake parts of the industry in ways nobody's really thought of yet. That's there's upsides and downsides to all that. What are the upsides? Well, as I said, the, the improved equipment, the improved cameras and, 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 and imaging quality, just that alone. Um, things that are easier to use. Cameras that may have been, I mean, they're, they're simpler to operate now than, if you can remember just like 15 or 20 years ago, there were some cameras that, that were like still, you know, shoulder mounted cameras, these heavy things. And, you, you know, they, they use tapes and, you know, the kinds of things that consumer consumers would buy and these cameras would be like you know 30 pounds on your shoulder 20 pounds on your shoulder i mean that's all miniaturization and cameras with incredible quality are handheld devices you know not phones i'm talking about cameras though uh i don't have one with me but you can see what i'm talking about if you look them up and uh, all the companies like canon and sony it's just getting better, and so pe- that's why people. That's why YouTube is is so successful over the last ten years because people can produce their own high quality films and video without having to hire somebody else. So there's advantages to the to the technology taking these leaps every few years, but if it gets too automated, then there's it, it takes the, the the human quality out of it, and it, it might wind up doing that. That's the only that's the downside. Okay. I don't see. Well, thanks for your two cents on that. Okay. So here's a million dollar question. How would you define your path for the future? Where do you see yourself like in five years from now? With more skills, like, like as I've been probably every several years since I started doing this regularly, um, getting, getting familiar with, with different types of types of equipment, um, different types of editing software. I've been lucky that um, not everything I do involves editing. So there's some clients that I work with where you film the event, whether it's a a lacrosse tournament or a baseball game or whatever, um, and you turn it over to someone else, you know, or you upload it. You hand it off to somebody physically or you upload it. And then someone on the other end is doing that part of it. That makes it easier. When there's editing involved, I'd like to learn more about editing techniques that I probably never used before. Um, and I've, it's every, there's always something new to pick up. Uh, then again, and then branching out in other directions, like the voiceover work that I'd like to try. So not, I mean, I don't just want to be doing video or just photography. I would like to diversify a whole bit because I think these days you have, to, you really have to. I believe diversifying is a very important key to continue expanding any kind of career path. You know, you don't want to get complacent after a while, or you might just not feel happy with yourself. You feel empty. And I think always evolving with new skill sets keeps your original skills sharp. And you never know how a new set of skills opens another door. And it can. And, and the, one, the one thing is that I meet, I've gotten some work. You know, not a ton of it, but I've gotten some work out of some of the events by just the people I meet. Uh, I've filmed at um, tournaments where 
maybe I'll run into a parent. There's a lot of parents at these things, obviously, with all the kids that are there involved. It's, it's youth sports. A lot of it's youth sports. So you're meeting parents all the time. And I picked up photography work and, and video work um, and a lot in the D.C. area. Luckily, that, that having a proximity to D.C. like we do, um, you know, just the word of mouth and making those connections. Not every event gives you that opportunity, but there have been sometimes where I've been lucky enough to have a parent or, or someone at an event connected with an event say, oh, so you, you also do this uh, outside of this? Yes. Well, okay. Then can you help us put together something? And I've gotten some projects out of that. That's wonderful. Now, I do know you have a special person in your life that may partner up with you with your video production work. Who That's is right. that? She's someone I met um, around the holidays. Uh, so the end of 2021. And uh, we've, we, we live in the same area. She used to be in photojournalism um, for, for, as a full-time occupation. And then it, she sort of drifted away from it, not completely by choice. Uh, that was also another economic thing at the time. And, and she, she's an artist, which I've shown you. She's an artist that does uh, lots of um, uh, mosaic work, uh, painting and and, and, and some writing, but she, she hasn't had photography as, as a primary interest for a long time. And I think the timing worked out in such a way that, um, you know, she's, it, it just so happens, I guess, coincidentally or not, that uh, I, I've been able to help guide her back in that direction because it's, it's her heart's desire to really get, get back to that whenever possible. And you're a mentor, you're a great influence to help her with a new career transition, especially this is the topic of the Right. Yeah. The, the running joke is that is that I'm her I'm her agent. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not really her agent, but but I guess I do act as her agent in some ways. I, there's some of the work that we're probably going to be doing uh, at, at the beginning of uh, next year, and and going forward. Yeah, I mean I, I have to present her as an option to this particular company that that that, I, that I've been working with for a number of years, and I'm sure they'll be happy with her because she's. She's tried out some things and she's, she's gotten, she's got skills that I think have just been sort of pushed to the back burner for a long time. And she's finally able to do something with it. Kind of like me at one point. And see, you guys are very compatible and you're bringing out each other's sparkles. I think we help each other sparkle a lot. <laughs> yes. You're right. There's been a lot of sparkles. Uh, right. It's been great. Uh, we, we're, we're very important in each other's lives and, and she's, one of the better things that's ever happened. No oh, I'm so happy for you, Steve. I'm so happy. Absolutely. She's, she's probably going to turn beet red when she hears this. <laughs> oh, but it's wonderful. It is. And, you know, and she's your sparkle. And that's the most important thing. There's no question. Yep. So how can people get in contact with you, Steve? Well, I have a, a Vimeo page, which uh, you're going to provide the link to. I think somewhere on on the site. I think as, as after this is posted, and uh, Vimeo page, which it has like thirty five or forty samples. I mean, not just samples, full videos, uh, commercials, sports uh, events, um, the work I do independently for myself, like the Total Eclipse uh, mini documentary I was just talking about. And um, you need to go to that page to see what I do. That's the best place to do that. Um, my email is also linked so i'm i'm willing to do travel yeah and, and and i mean travel for 
anybody that wants something done within reason, um, not just relying on somebody else. What is your email address? Okay. It is blue. This is the color spelled out B-O-U-E, the numeral seven. So blue seven TMD, like Thomas, Mary, David at yahoo.com. Blue seven TMD at yahoo.com. There you go. Thank you. Okay. So we're about to come to the stretch of the show. And I have one more sparkling question to ask you. Do you have any last minute sparkle tips you'd like to share with the world that can leave a positive sparkle with people before we end? I think think it brings us full circle to where we started. I, I would encourage someone to not put off their their passion or their heart's desire if they really want to try something and, 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 and they have a curiosity about it. It's, it. it's not to say it's going to work, but you'll never know unless you try it. Um, I, I, I wound up going on this path through good times and bad and things that set that in motion and you know, the economy and, and having people that, you know, lose people close to me. But I came out of it stronger. I think I came out of it stronger and wound up better off for it. And I'm sure the people in my, in my family that are no longer around would probably be glad to see, hey, he's finally doing something he really enjoys for a change and, and has a passion for. And that would be your mom. I know yeah. she's smiling down they from heaven. Be, they would all be pleased. I'm, I know. Yes. That. Yes. Well, thank you for that wonderful advice. And Steve, I'd like to thank you for being on my show. Well, thank you for just being you. And, and, and being a friend, and, and, and I, I'm very glad that we connected all those years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I figure it's been about eight, give or take. Yeah. So, so I it's just, not, not a long yeah. time. I say a decade. Almost. It's getting close. We, yes. We've, uh, we've, we've seen, we, we've gone through ups and downs and, and, uh, and transition, and, and I was already going through the, the transition in my life career-wise when when we met but i saw you go through all of that and and you're a lot more content than i think you were just a few years ago that's one thing i can tell i agree i am more content and i'm still growing into that transition to be more happier but i think my career path now is in alignment with my higher purpose just like yourself you were a good mentor for me okay i'll take the credit (laughs) (laughs) credit too yes Yes. So, folks, this is the end of our show. I am your host, Shine Bright with Serene Grace on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next time, have a sparkling week and blessings. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shining Bright with Serene Grace. We hope we have inspired you today and helped you on your journey to awaken the inner you, the empowered you. Until we talk again, have an enlightening week.